0: We saw some big companies show up with advancements in AI. So let's start with the biggest announcement, I believe, that got the most coverage this week is this new device called the Rabbit. You know, it's the size of like, a, you remember back in the day, there's that T-Mobile sidekick
1: thing. Yeah, like a handheld device that's smaller yes. than a phone, maybe a little yeah. wider than a phone, but essentially it fits in the palm of your hand. Yes, exactly. This has a very iconic orange color with a screen on it and it feels like a real hardware device, like a form factor, right? It's got a form factor to it that's very unique. Exactly. Uh, And it definitely got the most press, and it got the most buzz. Now, I don't know why it got the most buzz, but let's get into it.
2: This Week in Startups is brought to you by Vanta. Compliance and security shouldn't be a deal breaker for startups to win new business. Vanta makes it easy for companies to get a SOC 2 report fast. Twist listeners can get $1,000 off for a limited time at vanta.com slash twist. Mev, tired of the dev shop roller coaster? Mev is your reliable technical partner offering a well-established software development process designed to consistently deliver unparalleled value to their clients. Get $30,000 off your first three months at mev.com slash twist. And Imagine AI Live is an AI conference where you'll learn how to apply AI in your business directly from the people who build and use these tools. It's taking place March twenty seventh and twenty eighth in Las Vegas, and Twist listeners can get twenty percent off their tickets at ImagineAI.live/Twist.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. It's Madra Mondays. We're here on this week in startups with my guy Sandeep Sunny Madra, and uh, we got a lot to demo, don't we today?
0: We do, and 2024 is coming at us really, really fast. We um, The breakneck pace, AI everywhere, and two big things last week, and we'll start with the first one, which is CES. And so before we get into it, like at a high level, and there was a bunch of different articles that came out, and you know, people were talking about, at CES this year, AI was everywhere. And, uh, you know, just kind of pull up this one article, I think it was from The Verge and saying there was almost too much AI. And I I don't think that's the case. You know, we've been through these arcs before. We were there in the mobile revolution that kind of kicked off with the iPhone and We've been there with cloud services, and now we're there again with AI. Yeah, but we're really seeing like huge advancements in a lot of different ways. And um, let's just kind of get into some of the, the big ones.
1: Yeah, for people who don't know, Consumer Electronic Show has been going on forever. They typically just show gadgets. They went into a little diversion where they got into cars for a bit. I think the cars yeah. may or may not be back. So if you think about CES, it happens in Vegas. It happens in January. 10s of 1000s, if not hundreds of 1000s of people. Now, I used to go as a matter of course, because of the Engadget uh, blog we had started. Um, and then it kind of receded a bit, but it, it's now seems to be coming back post-COVID. Yeah, there was big crowds and a lot of announcements of new products. And it's usually, though, hardware. Consumer electronic is the, the, fee, the, the key to this, but software now is trumping the hardware, I guess, in many ways.
0: It is. And, um, you know, one of the things that they're evolving to is as new technology comes out, They really kind of bring together the combination of hardware and software and obviously in in its core, in its most core way, but then they also bring like a great place for companies to launch. We saw a really good launches there and we saw some big companies show up with advancements in AI. So let's just double click in. All right. Let's start with the biggest announcement I believe that got the most coverage this week. And it's going to be worth a a nice discussion here. This is this new device called the Rabbit. You know, it's the size of like, a. you remember back in the day, there's that T-Mobile sidekick thing.
1: Yeah, like a handheld device that's smaller than a phone, maybe a little wider than a phone, but essentially it fits in the palm of your hand.
0: Yes, exactly. And very simple, a a camera that can kind of flip around and one scroll wheel. A scroll wheel
1: that, yeah, you can flip up and down. Kind of reminiscent of the round one that was on the iPod, which then disappeared. So this feels, this has a very iconic orange color with a screen on it, and it feels like a real hardware device, like a form factor, right? It's got a form factor to it that's very unique. Exactly. Uh, And it definitely got the most press, and it got the most buzz. Now, I don't know why it it got the most buzz, but let's get into it.
0: It got the buzz for three distinct reasons. One... Uh, the company behind it, they not only released the device, but they came up with their own large language model. Okay. And what and what they did with their large language model is that they've kind of tuned and customized the model to be very good at interacting with your existing services. And so okay. this device sort of sits uh, with its language model on top of your Spotify account, on top of your Gmail account, on top of your, you know- Uber account. uh, Uber or Dash. DoorDash as well. And they brought all those examples in here. And so what they really talk about is, this is the first uh, time that like, there's been a hardware device coupled with its own language model. So not building on top of any of the ones that we've seen, and basically bringing that all together as a, co- as like sort of one cohesive experience.
1: And so, so that's the first thing that's unique about this is that's it is a what, large the, language the, model yeah. that they made that interfaces seamlessly with your favorite apps slash services. Correct.
0: Got it. Okay. And so by doing so, and you nailed it uh, with your uh, kind of food example, they have a lot of these examples. We're not going to play their 45 minute video, but you know, if you go here, I'll just play this short
1: one here. Get me a 12-inch pizza from Pizza Hut delivered to here. The most ordered option on the app is fine.
0: Ordering a 12-inch pizza from Pizza Hut. And so you, you can basically understand what happens here. And so what I really think what's interesting is this combination of custom hardware with custom LLM that lives on top of all your services. And in many ways, what this does is it starts to take I guess, an angle of attack to this training problem that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks with going after people's data. In this case, if I explicitly connect it to all these services, then I'm not really running into that problem in the same way that we've seen it before.
1: Got it. So the first thing is the large language model. What are the second and third components of this that you think got at the buzz? I think the form factor. Okay. That's number two, clearly. Is unique. Okay. And then I think, you know,
0: sort of the, the price point, you know, it's $200. I think they really kind of came in at like a, 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 absurd. a, reasonable price. Yeah, exactly. Quite, you know, it's,
1: let's affordable. be honest, it's absurd. Uh, and there's no subscription for each of their language model, which also is confounding. Yep. Um, so it's got an interesting form factor. They built their own purpose-built large language model to specifically help you navigate services and um, this is kind of what we hoped Siri would be. And it's yes. kind of what we hope ChatGPT's app would be, but GPT's app does not let you connect to apps. And Siri does, let's face it, a, a, a modest job, I don't know, 10 years in. I don't, when was Siri it, launched? It, it, yeah. It, I mean, it's been uh, around for closer to 10 than five years. Yeah, and oh yeah, You, definitely, know, you still definitely. try to get Siri to play a song on a playlist or to navigate using Waze or to book a reservation. Oh, yeah, like yeah, None yeah. of that it's, stuff works very well. No. I will say Spotify does work now. You know, if you yeah. ask it, Hey, play this playlist on Spotify, I would say two yeah. out of three times it works. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, that started October 4th, 2011, I think is when yeah. it was launched. But, so uh, that's when Siri was released. So we're in year 14 of, of Siri not working well. Yeah.
0: And the fact that like, a small startup is able to create a device and the backend experience shows how much work Apple has to put in, or maybe they're putting it in and we'll see it in their next keynote in order to give us what we've always wanted. Now,
1: I mean, the question for me is always, yeah. when you see these keynotes and those are canned examples, it's probably yeah. a canned, not live demo. And yep. as we know, when we review stuff here on This Week in Startups, and we do our little reviews here, and we will get, a, we will get these, and we will do live yep. reviews, what they show is something that is a sniper shot. It's a bullseye. And then yep. when you get it in the real world, if I ask it, hey, can you get me some sushi? Give me the most you know, <laughs> ordered stuff. It's going to send me yeah. eight miso soups and three edamames and no sushi because it
0: yeah. misinterprets that, right? All right. So you know what's crazy is basically uh, it's sold out. And when it sold out, I think it had ten thousand pre-orders. It ended with thirty thousand. But then a couple of really clever engineers, and you know, someone we've demoed some of their stuff before, Alvaro here, he basically went and rebuilt it as an Eiffel app. And so backended by the LLM of your choice, and you know, operating. And so I'll kind of just run this quick demo where, um, uh, you know, he, he kind of does this here. So we'll play this.
1: Call Tom and confirm our reservation.
0: And so it's going to, you know, click, it's going to click out. It's sure. going to call Tom. Give me one moment and, while I call and, him. And so what's incredible, and he does a few different other demos in here. Um, and uh, so really, you know, what is this saying, J-Cal? Like, I already have a device. I, it's, yeah. you know, super powerful. It already can run applications. And so to me, when I saw this, that's going to be the challenge for them. Unless they kind of go and offer both to everyone and say, If you really want like a smaller device because you don't wanna be distracted by your phone, you're going out on the night, go and do that. Or you don't want any of that, you don't want any of that expense, just come and get our iPhone app and pay for it.
1: All right, listen, selling software is hard. It's hard right now, right? 2022, 2023, it's been a grind. 2024, it's going to be hard too. Everybody's making very thoughtful decisions. And the last thing you need is to slow your sales team down because you don't have your SOC 2 dialed in. So if you're a SaaS or services company that stores customer data in the cloud, you need to check out Vanta. Vanta will get your startup SOC 2 compliant easier and faster. Vanta makes it really easy to get and renew your SOC 2. On average, Vanta customers are SOC 2 compliant in just two to four weeks. Compare that to three to five months without Vanta. Vanta can save you hundreds of hours of work and up to 85% on compliance costs. And Vanta does more than just stock 2. They also automate up to 90% compliance for GDPR, HIPAA, and more. You can't afford to lose out on major customers because of silly stuff like lacking compliance. Just work with Vanta. Get your compliance automated and tight. Tight is right. and Close those big deals, the lighthouse deals that send all the other customers to you. Here's the call to action. It's very simple. Vanta is going to give you a thousand dollars off at vanta.com slash twist that's vanta.com slash twist to collect a thousand dollars off your sock too i love a purpose-built device when it is for a specific vertical and it really helps solve that problem the one i can think of is the gopro or the insta 360 you know, if you're going skiing, if you're a surfer, you know, your iPhone, yes, you could buy different things to, you know, strap your iPhone or smartphone to your body, but those purpose-built devices that have motion stabilization, et cetera, they work really well, correct? Yeah. For that specific purpose. So doesn't mean that ninety-nine point five nine percent of videos taken in the world are going to be just perfect on your iPhone, but it does mean for skiing and for surfing, you know, this is a much more preferred device. And so the question is, is ordering your Uber going to be distinctly mm-hmm. better because of the form factor, and I don't think the answer to that is yes, yeah, so what is this form factor and i and I would put the humane now I haven't used it, so I always like to reserve judgment till I use it. The humane pin that you wear that you put your hand out and like that's supposed yep. to be better, but you know you see it's kind of heavy, so I love the idea of wearables, but I don't know if that one actually. Is purpose built for that. Now, I will say my Ultra Watch, which is the first passable <laughs> Apple Watch in my mind, I think the other yeah. versions were all garbage,
2: yeah.
1: is absolutely purpose built for me to look at my ski runs or my hike, you know, exercising my heart yeah. rate to take my heart rate. It does something unique in this form factor. So, yeah. and it's also great for getting a message without taking the phone out of my other pocket thing is, like, in a y- meeting. Y-
0: you can leave the house for the entire day with your Apple Watch.
1: Um, you can maybe you try can it. you've done it i'm gonna try it i'm yeah. gonna i haven't put my uh i haven't turned on a service because that's like 10 bucks extra a month um or something oh, 15. yeah yeah you, you got to add it to your 18 i didn't add it to my bill yet i'm gonna do that yeah. i just yeah for some reason i was like i don't need it but i think actually that would be good if my battery died on my IPhone. Yeah. So yeah, you can I, I do know people go running with just their watch, you can pair your AirPods you can, yeah, with pair it. your
0: AirPods, you can make phone calls, you can then yeah, do all your voice nice. to text and all yeah. that. Like you can do it. It yeah. can happen.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's and I see that more as a backup than a primary, but I do see the health stuff on the watch and the working out stuff as a primary, not a secondary. Yeah. So is this yeah. primary for anything? I think the answer is no. The question I have is why is everybody so afraid to consummate a transaction? With an LLM, I think it's because of like who's responsible for the wrong thing being ordered. Yeah, you, you've been able to use Alexa to order coffee for a long time. People don't do it. The concept of getting the wrong thing and buying the wrong thing is just too scary for people. Just like ordering on the internet was too scary for people. So I don't think people feel confident in it. But eventually, saying reorder the coffee I ordered last time on these devices would be good. Or hey, just get me four cheeseburgers. You know, from in and out, no onions on any of them. What?
0: You want the philhelmyth? Order the
1: philhelmyth. Yeah, give me four <laughs> things from the melt, and uh, I'm only going <laughs> to eat half of each. So I'm only eating two sandwiches. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people or app developers are not consummating transactions and, and taking that leap of faith that it could be done? Mm-hmm. Amazon did what? it, but Apple yeah, well, won't,
0: and ChatGPT yeah, four won't. Yeah, I think what happened is it, you know there's three layers. To what happened, I think. It just wasn't as good in the ecosystem prior to LLMs. And I think LLMs, when they do it, it's magical, but they still hallucinate. So before you had this problem of like, it just wouldn't really work. And it was like too structured. Like if you wanted to get your order, you'd have to be like, you know, Alexa from DoorDash order, you know, you have to kind of really structure it like a robot. Right. And then Siri would never just do it. Now LLMs can pull it off. But they require kind of um, you know, extra fine tuning or you know, it's kind of like creating like a custom model. So I think we're very close to getting that magical experience where
1: who you can is say- going to be responsible for it, the language model or the app developer and the e commerce provider? Is it Uber Eats and DoorDash's job to get this right or is it ChatGPT? Chachipiti- Bard, etc.'s job to get this right in your mind. It's a great. It's a great question. I'll answer in a slightly different way. I think the app developers are going to get
0: it right before yes. the the you know um, the large language models. The large language model folks do
1: because because they, they have, the have the data
0: exactly right. They have the corpus of data. They know how people are going to want to interact with it and how they mess up and how they do all that. So all right. so I here's think,
1: what I want, Stanley. Yep, you're listening okay. from DoorDash. Yep. Uh, and uh, Dara from Uber Eats, here's what I want to do. I want to come in and say, show me dinner for our five and our family, which you know is two adults and three uh, kids, uh, two of them who are seven, one who's 14, and um, give me some options for Japanese food. And just show me a cart already filled with stuff, right? And then I say, but never give us onions and uh, never give us spicy yeah. stuff because yeah. or only give us only one of us like spicy and so then if it was like hey here's your cart from your japanese restaurant here's your cart yeah. from this restaurant here's your cart from this restaurant and then you could start with a filled cart of items and then yeah. maybe say you know oh i looked at that yeah, you know what swap out the uni i'm not a fan of uni but you yeah. know give us uh, more salmon you know double the salmon less uni yeah. um or give us less exotic pieces of sushi. Give us more basic sushi for the kids. Yeah. And it just and did that. And
0: does a great job now because it has like that reorder and they have that all kind of, they, they've got it's all a, the data going up. back to our point. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, just like you could say to Spotify, hey, give me a playlist of seventies road trip music. And it's going to find a seventies road trip playlist. It doesn't exactly understand that, but, or maybe it does. I don't know. Because didn't Spotify have their own Assistant built in at some point. They created their own Siri. You know,
0: everyone has tri- tried, but in the same way that Siri has failed, in the same way Google Assistant's never worked, the effectiveness that we get with an LLM-based one is we haven't seen it fully coupled together yet.
1: Got it. All right. Well, this would be yep. probably some. This is the opportunity for twenty twenty-four. Yeah. I think I give a lot of kudos to the Rabbit team for being creative. I don't think yep. it's going to work. I think it's going to be like one of these devices that historically you know, just doesn't find a niche for itself. It's just too, but I I do love the fact that they're bold and they put it out for $199, which means they're going to probably lose money on this thing. Um, There's no subscription to it. I guess you can put in your own SIM card. It it just feels to me like this thing's not going to work and everybody's going to want it to work like a phone. Yeah. (laughs) So why not just have the phones catch up here? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of grading it, I think the way that they've built the
0: service, at least the way they showed in the demo where you can log in and connect all your apps, I really give them an A for that. Like, they really nailed that. It's well done. No one has done that at all. Like, OpenAI or Bard or anyone else, right? The
1: authentication of your Spotify, your DoorDash, and your Uber works well.
0: Really, like... Can I ask you
1: a question? Was it clear if that happens on your desktop with a keyboard so it's easy to do? yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it happens on your desktop. I was trying Got to it. find that in the video. I just couldn't pull it up here. It but sh- yeah.
1: I watched the release video on 2X and I it was scrubbing back and forth, kind of looking for it and I couldn't find it. So it, that it to me is a really great idea is I set this thing up on my desktop where I have a full keyboard and I can say, hey, these are my preferences in order. I usually want an Uber Black. These are my 10 favorite restaurants. This is my two go-tos for pizza in order. These are my three exactly. Japanese in order. If you can start to do that, that's kind of cool when you start thinking about it, right? Like, yeah. if I order a hamburger, I want to go with five guys, then Shake Shack, then, you know, Oh, I whatever. found it. This is the screen. Oh, there it is, where,
0: yeah. Yeah. So you connect your Spotify, Apple Music, Uber, DoorDash, Eats, you know, all your services.
1: A lot of founders are great at going from zero to one. This takes vision, it takes creativity, and most of all, it takes a bit of hustle. But those same people can often struggle going from one to a hundred. To scale efficiently, you're gonna need process, you're gonna need structure, and that starts with your product. So if you need a more structured engineering approach, you need to check out MEV, M-E-V. MEV helps businesses build and maintain their product faster and more effectively. They'll make your product more stable, scalable, and secure. They'll also set up custom infrastructure for you, and they can even help build additional features. For each of your need, MEV organizes an entire tech team comprised of senior engineers, delivery managers, DevOps, Q&A, and of course, designers to make it look really, really top-notch. MEV has been in business for 17 years, and they've helped the following companies build spectacular products, Cartier, Intuit. And the Ozempic maker, Novo Nordisk. Shout out to Ozempic. So let Mev help you increase product velocity and make product engineering more sustainable. Here's your call to action Mev is going to give you $30,000 off your first three months. That's right. Get 10000 off per month right now at mev.com/slash twist. That's mev.com/slash twist for $30,000 off your first three months. I want ChatGPT4 to do this. I want Google to do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I want my phone to do this. Like this kind of exists a little bit on your iPhone when you pick your browser, right? You pick your default yeah. browser. And I think yeah. you also pick your music player now.
0: Oh, I didn't see that yet,
1: but Anyway, okay. that's what these things should do. You should pick your yeah. music player. You should pick your ride-sharing app. You should pick your food ordering app. You should kind of say, this is my number one food ordering app. This is my number two, right? Just so, you know, I shop from yeah. Amazon, I target, Walmart. This is my go-to. All right, very cool. I give it, um, I'm going to give it a B plus. I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. I thought it was very bold. I understand why people liked it. You know, the combination of price, it had wow factor, it looks stunning, and it was 199 bucks. You know, if they ship three at $200, if they ship six million of those, 30,000 of them, they're going to lose money on that, I think. I don't think this, I mean, what is the build of materials on this? It's got to be $199 shipped, and then all the returns and stuff like that. I, this well, is a, very a dangerous for startups. Screen.
0: It's a smaller screen. They're not dealing with the, you know, you got to bring your own SIM. I don't know. It seems like, you know, it's probably- I don't know. Relatively- Just one of the
1: things I see with hardware products like this Yeah, is the founders underestimate the true cost, which includes returns and shipping and, you know, delays and other problems. And so with hardware, it's so hard. I think they put it at a price point that is, they should have said it's going to be 199 but we're selling the- First ten thousand as the signature ten thousand for three ninety nine. Yeah. So if you want one of the first ten thousand, it's three ninety nine, and it comes with a a number on the back if you have your thing. This way, at least they have a little extra money to invest in the software, right? If they made four, if if it was actually, it'd be better to sell ten thousand of them at five hundred dollars than to sell. Well, well, you, you know, know who nailed this with Elon with, with the Teslas, right? With yes. the
0: the Roadster, the Model S, the mm-hmm. X, and then the yep. 3 and the Y and, you know, what we get. And so.
1: having the signature version. So it was yeah, 100 signature exactly. Roadsters and 1,000 signature Model S's. Yeah. And then How some much number. were those?
0: Like, were they like 150? 150.
1: 150 they were probably yeah. $20,000 more, $30,000 more than when the actual products got off of the signature series. But I yeah. think the signature series historically are gonna go for twice as much as the non-signature. So if you own a yeah. signature series, I think yeah. it probably has a little extra oomph in it. It probably yeah. pays for itself. All right, let's keep moving here. You touched on something and it was actually, it's quite important. Last week, there
0: was a video release between Bill Gates and Sam. Oh, and yes. Um, ex- and I wanna just touch on that really quickly. I'm not gonna play the video cause it's, it's a bit too long, but basically he talks about like what we're gonna see for GPT-5. And in GPT-5, it touches on exactly what you said, which is video capabilities, which we know are coming like kind of more multimodal generate videos, boosting reasoning and reliability. And then the last one is enabling user customization. So I do think for all the startups out there, you know, including Rabbit, Rabbit, they are going to kind of build that same interface that we were just showing there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a 30-minute talk between them. It's uh, it's launched on Bill Gates's pod. So I suggest everyone listen to it. That's building stuff in and around AI. It was really good.
1: The fact is, he's super excited about GPT- GPT-5. Yes. And 4.5. And he also did a talk at Y Combinator, his alma mater, yeah. uh, and where he worked. And he seemed to think like these new LLMs are going to be quite powerful. Um, so there's a little yeah. bit of buzz that like they've, they're going to drop some really, and he thinks AGI, I think there was another part of this where he sort of signals that he thinks AGI is coming sooner rather than later. Coming sooner than later. Yeah.
0: He does touch on that there. So we recommend everyone watch that one. I'm going to jump to another thing, Jaycon. I'll get back yeah, to yeah, Amazon sure. in a second. Yeah, around. Yeah. Okay. I thought this was pretty exciting. This is a good application. It's basically like a sidekick for older folks. Ah. And so- it's like a little device and it's kind of interesting it Has like a lamp and then as a, you know, um, uh, like a, a LCD like display a yeah. speaker.
1: Like, it looks exactly. like a charging station for your iPhone, but it's got yeah. like this little lamp. Yeah. And it, this is designed to be a companion, this LEQ. Yeah,
0: desi- yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's designed to be a companion for, for seniors. And, you know, l- uh, loneliness in seniors is a really big problem. And, Um, You know, keeping active. And if you look at what they did, um, you know, it can basically, and this is, you know, kind of powered by LLMs, it can chat with you, it can play games with you, it can do all the, you know, um, kind of interactive things that I, I find are, you know, really, really interesting. And I like kind of how they put that little light, uh, on, on the side there to not make it like fully that you're staring at a screen. So it's like a, yes. and, but it also is not like fully like a robot. So I thought this was one of the more interesting things out of CES this year as well.
1: So there was a movie about this robot and Frank that came out in, um, oh, really? it's a comedy okay. it came out in 2012 in the near future. Okay. an ex-jewel thief receives a gift from his son, a robot butler programmed to look after him, but soon the two companions try their luck at a heist team. Now, I haven't seen this, but I got to see this because this is like, um, it's got my friend Peter Sarsgaard in it and Frank uh, Langella. Uh, He's a great actor. And so, this looks like a pretty compelling movie that did this. And then, of course, there was the film that my daughter got uh, obsessed with seeing. I didn't let her see it, but Megan the robot horror story? Remember the viral dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this idea that an AI companion would relieve loneliness or do a little bit of um, an AI, of course, there was the the kid in AI, I think it was Haley Joel Osment, played the kid in AI, yeah, who becomes (laughs) friends with the little boy, and then he has the teddy bear that is his friend, and just sort of multitudes of artificial intelligence you know uh, helping people be less lonely and so it's dystopian in some ways but if well executed i could see it relieving a bit of stress for people and so yeah interesting yeah.
0: And, and so the one thing i want to talk about here is that like what this does and going back to you know because ces we're going to stick with a little bit of the hardware theme on some of these what this allows companies to do that know how to make great hardware. Where, you know, this integration of hardware and amazingly difficult software became harder and you'd see stuff out of CES, but the, only the big folks were winning the Samsungs and the Apples. Only oh, hey, Apple doesn't go to CES, but like the bigger companies, LGs. And now what you're going to see is the ability for companies that have, you know, strong strength in standing up hardware, but that can leverage large language models to create incredibly compelling experiences without yeah. having to have, you know, the depth of the team required. To build like a, a entire operating system or something along those lines,
1: and this has some really cool goals in it. Like I'm looking at their um, ha- the copy on the website. Always important for founders to understand writing good copy and having a really good yep. value proposition um, that you communicate well on your website to you know incentivize people to have product market fit and to buy the product. Build healthier habits with goal setting and encouragement. You know, like taking your pills and exercising the uh, bullet point number two exercise with easy to follow video workouts. so i guess it will talk to you and say hey you know let's do put yep. your hands above your head stretch whatever three challenge yourself and stay sharp with cognitive games right there were a whole bunch of cognitive games i forgot the name of it yep. that got very popular there was one app that uh was it lumosity that was oh, doing yeah, it was it was yep it was so lumosity was like hey there's this concept of you know exercising your brain essentially and i think yep. wordle and crosswords people put in that sudoku there's like a bunch of things that people do. And the New York Times has gotten into this. Like you get people into a habit. So, um, you know, having Wordle or Word challenges or Jeopardy in this would be incredible. And number four, relax with various mindfulness and stress-reducing exercises. That's Calm.com, right? So this has Lumosity in it and Wordle, essentially, like some cognitive yep. games. And it's got um, an exercise app in it. It's pretty pretty good idea. Um I think yeah. if you put all that in one and you make it a really great and then some other things set reminders for errands appointments and medications okay that's really good notify loved ones there is need for support so that's that um I fall in and I can't get up you know the alert me yeah. kind of stuff search resources in your local area there's your yellow pages and then stay current with news weather sports updates say hey, that's your Yahoo or AOL or turning on CNN so this actually if you know if executed really well could be amazing Here's some more things you can do with it. Easy video calls from your friends and family. Okay, so that's your iPad kind of thing. Send and receive messages and photos of loved ones. Okay, that's like your smart frame. Uh, Share your favorite memories and life lessons through digital memory. Okay, that's your ancestry. Uh, And send uh, virtual greeting cards and special events and birthdays. That's your Blue Mountain Arts, if you remember that, if you're in there. yeah. So whoever made this, I have to say to the team there, I'm giving this an A. Because I think this team, and this is This Week in Startup, so I always like to point out when somebody does some really good startup best practices, I just read 12, not three, 12 bullet point items, you know, in one package. If this thing actually is done well, there's like 12 items in here that are, you know, other businesses in and of themselves. So really well done to the LQ, L-E-Q. E-L-L-I-Q.com. What did you give it? For me, I'm in
0: the same. I think it was an A. The design, the experiences, same thing. I went through it all and just a real proper integration of good hardware and the latest in LLMs and user experience and collapsing a few of those businesses into it. So I, I thought it was incredible as well.
1: Now, I would like to see this in the form of a frameless TV, uh, picture frame, smart picture frame. This could also work in that format. So I don't know if you know about this, like Samsung uh, frameless, uh, or they call it the frame. frame. frame, They basically, and I stayed at an Airbnb that had one of these, and I didn't realize it was a TV. Because it has like a border on it, and they put wood on it, and it looks like it's a piece of art. And I guess you can buy art, uh, but it can also work as a TV. So I just aesthetically love this concept. And I just think a smart TV that had a great interface, this is why Apple should have launched a TV. Um, And there was a rumor for a long time, and I had heard it from people who were in and around Apple back in the Engadget days, that they were working on a television. Instead, they came out with Apple TV to slap on the back of TVs. And I guess you can get Apple TVs built into some TVs, or a light version of it is. This would really if, have if, been if you amazing. buy
0: any smart TV now it has like an Apple TV in it. It's like they have done that. But yeah. these guys have really nailed and I and I just have it up here, but these guys really nailed. I have seen a couple of these as well and they're really well done. And they kind of make them like a matte screen so when they're yes. you know when they're not in like TV mode they really do look like a piece of art.
1: And it looks like you can get like uh, enjoy 100 pieces of art from some of Disney's greatest stories on the frame. All right, everybody, 2023 was obviously the year of AI. We saw all the amazing productivity gains that can be had. But in 2024, it's all about adoption. Are you really using these tools every day? Because if you're not, then you're falling behind. But here's the hard part. How do you separate the signal from the noise? There are a ton of AI tools out there. And while some are revolutionary, others are just parlor tricks. We all know that. Here's one way you can start. Head to Imagine AI Live in March. It's a conference taking place on March 27th and 28th in Las Vegas. And when you go there, you're gonna learn how to apply AI to your business directly from the people who build and use these tools. You'll witness live demos of AI products that can make your business run more efficiently. And you'll hear founders and CEOs explain how they're using AI to reshape their companies. The founders of this conference are huge fans of This weekend Startup, so Twist listeners can get 20% off at imagineai.live slash twist. That's 20% off your tickets at imagineai.live slash TWIST. So again, back to product market fit, you know, if you can show apps, if you can show use cases, and people go, I want that use case, when they get to two or three of the use cases, you know, people start hovering over that buy button. I know I've been, yeah. I've been hovering over the buy button on one of these. I'm just figuring out, like what TV am I gonna throw away to put something gorgeous like this in? And I was thinking of my new set, I'm building a new office here at the house. Oh yeah, it should be there, yeah. And I was thinking about having one of these and maybe just having kids photos, skiing, whatever, from pieces of art, but have it rotate, yeah. you know, be kind of cool. Awesome, let's keep rolling. Keep We've got a yeah. couple
0: more of these to go. Okay, so the next one, which I thought was really interesting as well, and this is like a, a touchy subject for, you know, parents with kids at certain ages, which is smartphones for kids. Yes. And the smartphone controls are just really lacking today because one, the Apple's UI doesn't really allow you to do it in any kind of significant way that's usable. And two, even if you have some of those controls, you're not really getting any data out. And so what these folks did, MM Guard, is they introduced sort of an AI powered smartphone, which gives you summaries of uh it gives appearance summaries if you know kind of like bullying Mm. is happening or you know the content that's being used is inappropriate or you can see the type of messages and the beauty of this is this doesn't have to integrate with all the apps so what they really do is they use the power of multimodal llms to just kind of constantly do a screen capture send that back and basically they don't have to integrate with all the apps. They don't like not, the developers don't have to do anything. So the end, you know, your child gets the phone experience they want, but you as a parent can get all the detailed uh, metrics. Plus you can get the alerts around bullying and things like that as well.
1: So you can have monitored social media or not monitored social media. You can monitor their texting or not, but it's using an LLM to know if the language contains, I'm looking at the website here, cyber bully, yeah. bullying, sexting, drugs and alcohol violence, or a predator or suicidal ideation, all this stuff that parents yeah. worry about. So, you know, those words change over time. We had words for marijuana, Mary Jane, you know, or something or 420, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. to hide that from our parents or whatever, to yeah. speak in code or whatever, kids do this. And so, yeah, they're gonna do those kind of secret codes and text or whatever, but you do wanna know and you wanna get an alert If God forbid somebody starts sending, you know, they start sexting or something or sending, you know, inappropriate pictures or they're getting bullied. All of these things can be really gnarly. Um, In fact, you know, I was, I was reading a bunch of kids got in trouble because they were sending pictures of themselves and uh, just to be delicate here, you know, some kid forwarded one of these pictures of somebody who Mm -hmm. took a picture of themselves, you know, with less clothes on. And then they got arrested for child uh, pornography. And so yeah. this is like really deadly serious stuff. If you're trafficking, even if you're underage, in pictures of other underage people, you know, this, th- this could result in somebody going to jail, getting expelled from school. It's it's a, basically, a, it is it is a crime. And then young yeah. people can basically commit these crimes without ever really fully grokking what's going on here. Yeah. And, and so th- th- this and is our, really and To be important. honest,
0: the platforms today don't do a good job. They no, do not. what's their
1: incentive? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Back to Which, incentives. Yeah. And so I really want to give these folks a kudos. Like this is a real coming together of, you know, cell phones been around for a while. Kids are using them. They're all using them. And now this allows someone to build software that's really advanced that can give you, you know, sort of the insight into what's happening in the messages uh, and sort of how the, the analytics on how they're using the device. They don't do a good job at all. So Yeah. Uh, I really like this one. I thought it was, you Ah, know
1: you you need to have a third party do this. You can't have you can't rely on the headset manufacturers, the iOS manufacturer or the Android. It really has to be done by a third party who sells this product to a parent so that the parent their their customer's the parent, not their customer's iOS or (laughs) iOS's customer. Yeah. You know, or I, uh, iOS's revenue stream or Facebook's revenue stream yeah. comes from addicting kids or getting people to use the phone more. Yeah, yeah this, but the uh, key
0: here is also, you don't want to limit the kid to be using some, yeah. you know, what's that old people phone? Uh, you know, they, they, they've shown flip it. Flip phones. Yeah, no, no, not even flip phones, but like they sell one now to them as well. It's got like an app yeah. for it, I think. But you don't want to give someone that's like totally limited and neutered because you've taken over the whole phone. This can just be a regular Android phone and basically you can use all the apps in the app store but you know, there's some uh, features for the parents that I think are really important.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give this an A as well. Um, yeah. I think oh, it's, wow, it's look just, at that. Uh, Yeah, out of the gate, like amazing. And you're saying in this case, cause I see they, you can download their apps and have software, but in this case they're making an actual smartphone.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's a Samsung phone with that built in. That's what it, it is, okay, right? So, yeah, MM built Guardian in. phone. Yeah, so it's kind of built in.
1: Yeah, these are smartphones designed for kids. It's built in to the phone. So this is yeah. a collaborative effort between MM Guardian and Samsung. Okay, great. Just such a great idea. Such a great idea. I would like to see, you know, Apple maybe uh, get a little more. Doesn't Apple do something like this with um, images? Wasn't there some blurring of oh, images yeah, that occurs? Yeah, they,
0: they, they do. They've said this, not plain, but they've said that they are monitoring iMessage for um, you know inappropriate photos. Uh, they ha- They oh. have said this. What I would say is given what I've seen, the amount of controls that Apple has and allow is very, very limited. Like, once your kid has an Apple device, it's the wild, wild west. Or it can be totally locked down, but then you can't use the phone for anything. Like, you can make it like no apps, no messaging, and then, you know, then the phone becomes...
1: If communication safety determines that a photo or video your child has received or is about to send appears to contain nudity communication safety blurs the photo or video displaying a warning that it might be sensitive and offers ways to get help. So uh, kudos to Apple doing sensitive content warnings. I know people feel that censorship, or whatever, or they're getting too involved, and it's scary. But you know, it's a feature that people can opt into by being you have to turn it on number one. And number two, If you're in the Apple ecosystem, you're opting into that to protect your kids and to have a bit of censorship. You're opting into having curation. So one person's, you know, censorship could be another parent's curation. And one person's like safety is another person's freedom of speech. So, you know, it's just, you pick your operating system. If you want to have like a more contained experience, you can use Instagram. If you want to have a more free flowing experience, you can use X formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I'm giving this an A for sure. Okay. Time has come. Yeah. Great job. All right. Awesome. A lot of strong Thanks. stuff coming out of CES. Yeah.
0: It it was, you know, I think it didn't get the credit it deserved, but like, to me, it felt really reinvigorating. I was only there for like 24 hours, but it was, it was pretty incredible. All right. Okay. We're going to switch gears here and a couple more things. So last, last week, we also got the launch of the GPT store. And so, right. I, yes. So we got the launch of the GPT store. So You go over here into Explore GPTs. In your sidebar
1: on the left is Explore GPTs, yes.
0: Yep. And basically, um, what you can see here is featured like a classical app store trending. And you can click through those. Um, Interesting. We'll we'll analyze this in a second by offered, you know, by OpenAI themselves, and then a couple of different categories. And you know what? I've got to say, I think um, they've really nailed this. They have done a good job. And, um, you know, I'll just start with kind of one of these that I, I did before, and then we can do some live ones and you, you can pull some up as well. I did this uh, Canva one. And so I said, how about an inspirational quote graphic for social media? Maybe I want to post something on X or, or, or Instagram. And it said, hey, you know, the typical thing, Canva comes back. This is what do you want to say? I wanted to say a carpe diem. And basically, it gave me these two graphics right here, all in line, right out of Canva.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the Canva apps in the early days, just not working yep. particularly well. Um, yep. And these integrations not being well, it just feels like this is their second swing at bat. And it's going to be a little bit tighter. Are do any of these include revenue and subscriptions yet? So no, they haven't. The only thing that they uh,
0: they talked about, and they talked about it at OpenAI Day was like sort of a spotify model and so what everyone is doing right now is uh, sharing their usage and so the idea at least based on opening idea, is that you'll get a rev share based on how much they're being used
1: i'm looking at the you know they, they seem to be really promoting the all trails app and i use the all trails app yeah and yeah. it's pretty great so which trails near me are dog friendly and it actually you tell it hey bay area and it just starts giving yeah. you really great summaries of those, you know, places. And it understands the categories, the average duration, the difficulty rating, the elevation, the length, all that kind of stuff. So this does feel like um, a great front end to all trails. Now, based on what they've given me, why would I subscribe to all trails? So I'm wondering what all trails is doing here um, yeah. with this product, because this feels really like um you you just basically cannibalized your entire business. So maybe you could talk a little bit to that since there's no revenue here i guess maybe they guaranteed all trails a certain amount of revenue to put this on what yeah, do you think's going they, on they, here they, in the background
0: uh well like i said they have said they're going to share revenue so in order to use these you have to be subscribed and so you are paying 20 dollars a month which is you know more oh, than what you have explored
1: gpts i'm paid yeah, yeah if i'm not paid yeah. you can't explore gpts yeah yeah oh. yeah, yeah. I think like, that's how, what they're going to do
0: is like very similar to Spotify, right? Where, you know, you spend your, whatever Spotify is at now, fourteen ninety nine a month. And that gets sharded out to the artist. Um, you know, um, while we kind of think through that, I had this funny one. I think you'll like, uh, let me share this other one I found, uh, which is called uh, VC Associates. So it says, pitch me your startup and I'll enhance ah. your web shirt. <laughs> yeah. So we should do okay, you know. I'm thinking about building a company that takes ice from the poles and uh, sells it as uh, expensive ice to put in your mixed drinks. So it basically, you know, kind of goes through the whole process. We, 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 you know, we saw a few similar things like this, but like there's, there's a lot of fun ones in there. So I recommend everyone takes some time, go in, double click in, mess around and and send us ones that they're finding. There's what I read on the launch day. There's 3 million of these 3 million. 3 million.
1: Yeah. So I'm guessing there's thousands of high quality ones. Yeah. Um, You know, in in terms of how this typically works uh, so people know when you're kickstarting something like this, yeah, you're going to do the revenue share, but what you do do is you go out to the top brands like all trails and you say, listen, would you build an app for us? And they say, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's on our list or whatever. But and they say, OK, listen, we're going to share revenue with you. And then if All Trails is savvy, they would say, well, you know, we got to put three developers on this for a year. That's a half million dollars in our developer time. And they say, OK, yeah, we'll guarantee you a half million dollars in revenue. We'll pay you 250K advance and then we'll guarantee yep. you another 25,000 a month minimum. Right. So if you're a developer and you have a high quality app, the question is, why would I put this there? Uh, what am I getting out of it? And then what am I giving up? Because I can tell you right now, using all trails here, the the, the use case it gave me, I would not use all trails. I would cancel my all trails subscription. And so yeah. now it might be, <laughs> do I do all trails through my ChatGPT subscription or do I give them money directly? So ChatGPT just got me to cancel my all trails. Um, so, I just think that's something to think about if you're a vent- if you're a vendor to these kind of things. you got to be careful about cannibalizing yourself. I Probably eighty or ninety percent of the value of all trials is in the chat GPT um, the the GPT all trials. Yeah so, just the
0: ability to look things up quite quickly That's all I and use in it fact, for the, ex- ex- the experience is probably easier here than however you were doing it before.
1: I mean, it's a pretty nice interface here. So I have to say, like, this is very, very disruptive. And so this has got me thinking about all my startups. And I think yeah. as a startup, you have to start wondering, like, you this also is, you, you don't have your customer's information. So yeah. now you lost me as a customer, but you also lost my email and my credit card number. Well, not that you ever had my credit card number, because I went through Apple, you know, which was what all trails had to decide when they built an app. So every time you build these kind of apps or other experiences, you have to just wonder... Am I distancing myself from my customer base? Cause it didn't give my email to them, right? Didn't ask to give my email to them. Uh, so they yeah. can't upsell me, et cetera. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, the, the chat interface might be better than the app interface for some of these experiences. So, mm-hmm. but I wonder if they're just going to use that same thing inside of Alltrails, right? Can I have a chat GPT inside of all yeah.
0: What, what will happen? That's what you would think, right? I, I think the real thing here is like, you create a limited experience that, but in your case, it's funny because you, they got your basic experience done, which is a little bit scary.
1: So you have to really, as, as founders hearing this, you gotta be you know, pretty thoughtful. Again, I give uh, you know, chat GPTs now, I think, you know, the, the quality is going up B plus. I mean, the whole concept, it's an A plus concept, obviously. I think the execution somewhere in the B range, B plus range right now for me and it's getting better significantly. And now that there's a sustainable business model, I could see people investing in it. Putting aside the all trails caveat, you know, like it, it didn't offer me to download the app. So that was what I was expecting is if you're going to do yeah, this, like, it should yeah. have upsold me on the app, etc. It It does give you like a little picture of the all trails, but it doesn't, you mm. know, I'll show you. So, you know, it gave me this little logo here and it's giving me all the different trails with dogs um you know i just put bay or san francisco and it's like here's the land's end trail <laughs> here's yeah. the rodeo beach trail i know that trail um i've been to that tra- i've done that wow thing. this is here's, really nice this is one it's of the nicer ones yeah it's yeah. gorgeous you know wow. it gives you a nice little and it gives you everything you need the only thing i don't see here is the map click on the trails more trails so it's telling yeah. me to click on the trails to learn more about the trails Oh, I guess that's this link here. So I guess if I click yeah, the link, that's it does take me to all trails. trails.
0: Okay. So
1: I guess that's what the all trails people are thinking is like if we give like you legion. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we give you a little legion. Yeah. I be be careful here, folks. Um you could yeah. yeah and then I wonder <laughs> if that all trails data is now going into the language model. Yeah. Or not. So I have two thoughts here. One,
0: I really kind of agree with you on the ones that are done and featured are really good. Unlike the app store which has a app approval process there's no approval process here oh. and the thing that i've seen is and that's you know why they have 3 million is the quality is very low so even when you kind of just scroll past the top 10 and I wonder how that plays in, because one of the things Apple was able to do, and I obviously lived this very close, both on doing featured apps for folks and then building apps, was that they were able to keep the quality bar quite high. And one of the things I've experienced in the last week in trying a bunch of these, because there's no approval process, the bar is really, really low. Yeah, And you do kind of do something and waste a bunch of time. You're like, oh, what a waste of time for me. And I wonder how they're going to be able to navigate that.
1: It's a brave new world, I think. If I'm the owner of the business, if I own all trails, I'm putting a limited version inside of ChatGPT to learn, provided they're not sucking that data in. I'm putting everything on my website behind a paywall now with a no uh, scraping rule, you know, no training rule. Um, and then I'm going to sue anybody who put my training data into their large language models to protect yeah. myself. And I'm only going to allow my LLM to do like, you know, three results and then say there's 17 other results inside of the app. So you you get to skim the cream, but for 17 more hikes, click here. Um, And to get the, you know, uh, geo coordinates of the hike, you know, and to track your hike, I would just really be powerfully upselling people on getting the full app experience. And so um, I do think they're going to need to authenticate. So if I could authenticate my all trails app, that would be pretty powerful. And then it let me do full on, you know, like we saw
0: with rabbit. Like rapid, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, I think, is the ultimate solution for all of this. I think Sam's a great deal maker. So this whole thing with the New York Times would be solved by, to get any New York Times wire cutter Wordle results, you have to have, you have to authenticate with your New York Times. And then that makes your both subscriptions more powerful, right? So, okay, yeah, great job. I think Sam Waltman's, you know, really cooking with fire here. iOS needs to study this and then figure out if their app store is going to get disrupted. That's yep. what OpenAI is trying to do. They're trying to make better apps than the app stores. But also, don't you think these developers should just be putting language models into their apps? So when you open an app, like all trials, it lets you search or do a question and then you don't need to go to chat GPT.
0: I think that's the big push this year. And that's what I'm, I'm kind of, if what I would be betting on is what we said earlier, if you have the data and if you can put the engineering effort in to get a model to understand your business, your data, and create a user experience, I think that will win right now um, before kind of the aggregators can.
1: And I think Yelp is trying to do that. So Yelp launched a series of features to enhance the consumer experience. um, And they're trying to let you do searches on Yelp, I think. Um, You know, um, so here, let me show you this. Because, you know, there are some people who have very robust businesses. Yeah. You know, that um, exist outside of so here, I'll read it to the audience. With the vast amount of rich user generated content available on Yelp, we've long used AI to power solutions across the platform, including dish recommendations, organization of photos and automating content moderation, among others. The recent advancements in LLMs, we are continuing to invest further enhancing the search and discovery experience on Yelp to make it even easier for you. And so we're announcing a number of new search features today, which build on our investment AI and LLMs to surface smarter search suggestions and power insights to help you find the right business by leveraging these techniques PR speak, PR speak, PR speak. And so, you know, pulling out, you know, these kind of, um, experiences I think is going to be really great. Like actually being able to query, as you can see here, they're doing some unique queries. Let me just put my glasses on for a second breakfast. We ordered the all American breakfast and the eggs were cooked just right. I got the pancake flight mm. with the side of bacon. So, I mean, it's like just, that's the keyword breakfast. What I wanna do is say, who has the best Peking duck? And, uh, you know, what does it cost? And put that into a list for me and put it on my to-do list, you know? Uh, yeah. and, and that would be the better experience. So, you know, it's very 1.0, but I, I do think there are, you know, some really interesting, give me the highest rated sushi restaurants that are two stars, and tell me what the top three dishes are at each. Boom. Yeah. Like, that's like the kind of stuff people want to do, yeah. right? Tell me the yeah. places that I mean, have the best, you know, crispy. We're seeing this
0: everywhere. So like, we even yeah. see it with you know, kind of Grok and Twitter, right? Where you want to just ask like kind of some of these questions, and people are still so working to it. like call us a definitive. We'll help you make. We'll help you do that.
1: Yes, definitive.io will help you do it. Sundeep at definitive.io. Great job today. Uh, And we will see you all next time on this week in service. Bye-bye.